Scarif Transmission. This is episode one, I think, probably. I've recorded other ones, but this one will be episode one, probably, I think, apparently. <laughs> um, okay. You know, something exciting in the world of Star Wars has happened today. We got a solo teaser, and but the day before that, we got a solo TV spot. So we have a lot to talk about, um, and there's a lot to break down as far as... Uh, like new content and stuff we haven't even seen like teased yet for uh, this movie coming out in May, which is extremely surprising. I feel like I haven't gotten over the hype for The Last Jedi. I still want to go see it in the theater like over and over again. Um, but here we are, uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, finally, some information. So uh, right off the bat, uh, I guess we do you want to just like jump into the uh, TV spot? Like, what do you want to do? Daniel, the person I'm introducing now uh, <laughs> as, as my, my guest on this episode of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, we could just do, we should probably do it how they released it, just, you know, just to be okay. chronologically uh, accurate, of course. So starting with the uh, 45 second uh, TV spot, we start with like a few shots of like some flipping switches, I guess, which we don't really know what they are. It, they kind of look imperial, but maybe like he's... Uh, Maybe it's like their shots of Han flipping switches on like the Falcon, I guess. Uh-huh. That's how that's how both actually start. Uh and then, you know, you get your weird guitar riff, which I mean, I'll be honest, the only thing that doesn't really work for me in these uh teasers and trailers is the music because it's like you're using the same theme and that's kind of cool, but I don't really like the the way that they did it, I guess. It feels kind of cheesy. Or yeah, like every I, other I agree. That's like one thing that kind of stood out that didn't seem to fit was the guitar riff thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know if I'm watching a Justice League trailer or... Uh, oh. Yeah. But anyways, like overall, I think they're, they're like edited well and stuff. I just didn't like that arrangement. And those never like uh-huh. stick around for the movies anyways. So it's like, it doesn't really matter. Um, uh-huh. Anyways. So yeah, then we have like this overhanging shot of... A place, a busy place, and it, I guess it's an imperial facility. Uh, this guy asks Han, like, what he wants to be. Uh, anyways, I think the point is that Han is joining the Empire, and we don't know if that's really for a scam or if that's, like, for real, because, you know, we don't really know too much about Han's past. But in Legends, he did actually join the Empire as a pilot for, I don't know, a solid three years i think before dropping out so it's like it's a possibility that that's where he gets his start too um Uh he asks and what branch of the military or what branch do you want to join and uh he says he wants to be a pilot and then it cuts to another bit of dialogue where he says best in the galaxy um that's out of context i think we see a shot of a star destroyer going through like these weird like vortex cloud things um maybe that's around kessel um, there was like lightning right yeah, there's lightning like that. too. Like they lit it up. That was yeah, cool. it's a really beautiful shot. ILM knows what they're doing, and it looks really incredible. Um, we see these Tie Fighters come out of the bottom, and I think that's a new Tie variant. Um, it's like really weird. So it's it it kind of looks like a Tie bomber, but like the second pod is like really small. Um, in the second, uh, in the teaser, we see that like it's that's where it's shooting from. So my guess is maybe that's like a gunner. I haven't heard anybody else say that, but like I think that's probably what it is. 
um, like a, a one that, that has like a separate um, pod for like a gunner. So, uh huh. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's kind of cool. Um, let's see. Well, yeah, we see we see a few shots in both of them of Han using the speeder. I think. Okay, so if you go back to the the Lego leaked sets, I think that's in there, and it's supposed to be on Corellia. I think so. Han is driving. Mm a speeder with his uh i don't know we don't really know how han is um related to kira but uh yeah that's her name by the way amelia clark's character q i r a i think that's kira that's at least how i'm gonna say it um Uh and he's driving some sort of weird corellian speeder and crashing into stuff and oh yeah we see a shot of the falcon um new and extremely clean and overall just like incredibly beautiful but it does make me like kind of stop to think how did it get that dirty by the time we get to episode four Uh, you know like something significant would have had to happen if it looks that good and maybe that's it shows that in this movie i really kind of doubt it does i just i don't know i don't know if i like that choice honestly it's really cool to see a clean falcon but i just kind of don't believe it you know uh-huh. I just don't believe it could be that clean, I guess. I but, I mean, that you... would be a cool part of the movie that, like, they just have, like, I don't know, however he gets it, it's like this, like, I don't know if it would be, like, not a, like how old would it be in the timeline? Because it was well, pretty old in A New Hope, right? Yeah, that's the thing, is if you're going by Legends, uh, there's this book by James Lucino called Millennium Falcon, and it's literally just, like, they're going around finding all the previous owners and the falcons like over a hundred years old okay and so i think it it's over 100 like by maybe, the time han finds it even so maybe it's like <clears throat> in the movie it's like an antique or something and it's you know in prime condition and it's cleaned and he takes it and he just like you know just is careless with it and it gets really dirty like that'd be a funny that'd element be, to it i think that would be interesting to see i mean we see him in that same uh kind of place with the star destroyers and the tie fighters and stuff he hits one out of the sky with the Falcon. So, like, it clearly seems like he's being extremely reckless with it. So, like, it kind of works. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, he really wouldn't know how to, like, clean anything uh, <laughs> if, if, he got, if he let the Falcon get that dirty. I just think it's funny. But, um, yeah. Yeah, we just see more shots of uh, some sort of droid, Amelia Clark's character, and a weird train, which looks really cool. Um, and then Woody Harrelson's character... Some weird, some like, the dancing party thingy on uh, whatever planet that is. I'm not actually sure. That's with think... like the gold girl in the right, right. Yeah, yeah. She's making um, those arm dancing movements. And we see actually in that scene there are a bunch of Twi'leks, and so that's really interesting to see some like original trilogy aliens again. Um, uh huh. The closest we've gotten in like recent uh movies was a reference to General Syndulla in Rogue One. That's about as close as we get to seeing those kinds of original trilogy aliens. Um, so that's kind of uh-huh. cool. We get to see Twilix again. Um, let's see. <clears throat> then there's like a weird... Okay, so we see this over and over again um, throughout both trailers. Uh, Woody Harrelson's character is... I think it's Woody Harrelson's character. It looks like his character um, is fighting some weird thing. <laughs> uh a weird thing huh. it's it's possibly a bounty hunter but it has like bone armor 
and like some stuff looks kind of high tech like it has like a weird staff that's kind of reminiscent of those ones uh that general grievous's guards kind of had in revenge of the sith um Uh uh-huh but it's it's also blue instead of purple and he's like he's like this weird mix of like high tech stuff with like kind of bounty hunter armor and then like weird like bones and stuff like that over it so like i'm i'm curious to see what he'll be but i don't think he'll be anything important you know yeah i don't know kind of like the 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 crossbones of civil war like that kind of thing um sure yeah <sighs> well in the in the beginning of civil war they uh i think it was captain america that first scene they were fighting crossbones and they had him in the trailer, and everyone was freaking out, like, making a big deal out of it. But he ended up just, like, dying in the first scene. So it oh. like, wasn't a big deal. No, I don't think he's going to be that. Like, I, I think he'll be in the movie for a while for uh-huh. the whole heist with, like, Woody Harrelson and stuff. But I think um, as far as, like, actual importance and relevance in terms of the whole universe, everything about this trailer is screaming to me low stakes. So... My uh-huh. guess is, like, he's maybe just, like, hired to guard whatever it is they're trying to steal or just to hunt them down in general. Um, okay. But I don't... I mean, he's obviously not Boba Fett, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, gosh. Then we see a shot of Lando in a giant fur cape, and Donald Glover is really pulling it off. It's incredible. Uh, I really like seeing... Yeah, he was so amazingly cast. Donald Glover as Lando is such a good choice. I'm really happy with it. Um, we see shots of the Falcon flying in those cloudy things. And then we see a shot of like Han looking really beat up through like some blinds and Alden Ehrenreich like just looks like Harrison Ford there. Like he just pulls off Han Solo really well, at least in that shot. I think in the, when we get over to the, um, the teaser, he doesn't really, but yeah, because you see him a lot more. Yeah. And it's like, that's the thing is. You just kind of have to get used to how he looks. I mean, we had to get used to Ewan McGregor uh, instead of Alec Guinness for Obi-Wan. And I think I think it'll be similar. I just don't think we'll have as much time to love Alden as we will, as we did with um, Ewan McGregor. I think uh, there's just there's I not mean, really enough time to appreciate it. Yeah. So. It's not like it's the worst casting, right? I mean... No, it's not garbage, I don't think. It, it could have been better, I think, but it's not bad, I don't think, either. Yeah, so. right. Um, and then last, we see, like, on a beach, there Chewie puts his arm on Han, and then it just cuts <laughs> out. So, that's good. What a clever way to end it. It's good stuff. I like this. Um, we see a lot of the same shots used in the teaser, but there's a lot of stuff that like was in the TV spot that isn't even in the teaser, which I thought was interesting for this, like, like the very beginning of the shots that we see, like they don't just add shots to the, the longer thing. They just change the shots that we see. Oh yeah. Okay. And so then when we get to the teaser, we see the same Corellian speeder and stuff, except, um, we, we get confirmation that, uh, he's in there with Kira and she looks particularly like excited instead of like terrified. So my guess is like she's really I don't know. I have a few theories about that that we can get into later. But um, Uh-huh. Maybe she's like a a thrill seeker. Yeah, that's what I'm I I think at least to some degree. 
she like she was is... forced to live like a really formal life or something that would be interesting to see yeah I, I might like that um oh yeah okay so then we get lines of dialogue more lines of dialogue that's one of the big things people are gonna have to get over is like he's not doing a harrison ford impression here though uh-huh. like alden ehrenreich is being alden ehrenreich as han solo he's not being alden ehrenreich as harrison ford as han solo i yeah. don't that maybe that's an overcomplicated way to put it but he says a few lines he's been uh for example i'm paraphrasing here but he's been like pulling off scams and stuff like that since he was 10 he got he even says he was kicked out of uh flight academy for having a mind of his own is how he puts it which i think is really good that just that sounds very mm-hmm. Hanzello. i think that the dialogue really fits for somebody who's like not yet the same character we see in episode four because he's cocky there but he's also like really cynical and like a bit more subdued and here we're seeing like a more flamboyant like way out there um extremely cocky and not really that jaded version of the character and that kind of fits Uh i think in terms of like his progression as long as like by the end of the movie something bad has happened to him i guess it like it works so yeah it we, we see the same shots of like the falcon um and the the beach that Woody Harrelson's on, and he's like asking if he wants to join the group. Then we see like a one really really quick shot of Amelia Clark in like this like fancy dress cape thing walking off the Falcon, and that that kind of lends to your your theory that like maybe she's you know had like lived this really formal life and stuff. That might yeah I mean I could I I could kind of picture it maybe like she. She's, you know, she's a, th- a thrill seeker, so she goes to, like, one of them, I guess, talking, like, telling... The- she's the one. She's the informant, really. The inside person, right. I guess. Yeah, um, that'd be interesting. To pull off this... Like, that'd be a cool character yeah. aspect. And I know we were talking about on the Gosh Daniel podcast about how, like, they should do something different with her opposed to all... Like, w- like with all the other, um, you know brunette british women in star wars you know and i think that could be a one way that they could diversify them Mm -hmm. in a sense yeah because i we have we've had ray we've had Jin. like maybe adding kira too is like okay every main female character we'll have in a star wars movie is just a brunette and british and that's all we can ever have i i i'd kind of like to see some more diversity as far as that goes, um, as far as main characters go, we like Star Wars has always kind of been known for being pretty diverse, I guess. Like they've always had somewhat diverse casts, but they're always in the background. Like the main characters are always uh-huh. like kind of the same. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's maybe time for a bit of a change. Um, but here we go. Uh, there's another shot of Lando uh, and just, he just has like this little smile and that that's kind of it. And then it cuts away, but um, it looks like he's maybe playing a game. So maybe he's like playing that Sabacc game in which uh, Han actually wins the Falcon. I'm hoping that uh, the Kessel run, which I'm pretty sure they've confirmed happens in the movie. I kind of want the Kessel run to happen 
while it's Lando ship, and then after that he wins the tournament. That would be cool. Yeah, that's I, that's interesting. I don't know. Just something about yeah. Okay, I, I won the Falcon, and now I I've also just uh you know done the Kessel Run in less than twelve parsecs, and uh, there we go. I, I feel like it it can't all just come together too neatly because we're also supposed to be meet uh chewbacca we're supposed to see han meet chewbacca for the first time and all that kind of stuff so it's like maybe it's too much to show in a movie but if you do that Uh like pretty spread out and like there are kind of problems and twists i guess that we didn't expect that might make it a better movie Uh uh-huh i think it's funny like that thinking about the next generation of star wars watchers and they're gonna like have all these answers just handed to them that's true yeah but i mean there's gonna be new movies i bet that's how people felt about the prequels though yeah that's true i mean yeah i guess other people were were pretty interested in what was gonna happen in the prequels and stuff like that where as you know we kind of grew up with it at least a little bit like i remember when they came out at least like the later ones but they were Uh always kind of you know something i was aware of like the at least the lore already so it wasn't too strange um next we see a Mm -hmm. shot of what i believe is fandy newton's character um that would be i I heard somebody mention this but there's a comic i think it's shattered empire that's it's actually canon where we meet um somebody who claims to have married han uh and i think actually she did so she she married han but just for like a scam Something Aww. like that um, for like a, yeah, just a one-time thing and then just kind of left. So I don't know that people uh-huh. have uh, said that maybe that's what Fandy Newton's character is. Um, but I personally think that would be kind of too far out and dumb, especially since making big character choices like that is um, when you have a script that's being written by uh, Lawrence Kasdan. Like, I don't think Lawrence Kasdan is reading all of the comics and trying to tie it in that way, you know? For, like, what seems like is a uh-huh. relatively main character. I mean, it seems like for uh, this, whatever heist uh, Woody Harrelson uh, is trying to pull off here, she's part of the group, you know? I think that would just be very weird to yeah. introduce that into this movie. I think it would feel out of place and most people wouldn't like it. Um, and th- I mean, it would make sense why she just disappears, though. We never right. see her again. I guess I don't know. It I just don't Without think everything dying. needs to be connected. You know, I think it's That's having true. a big galaxy is what is interesting to me about Star Wars in a lot of ways. So I'd like to see just not the same things over and over again. That's why I like that we're finally seeing Corellia because it hasn't really been talked about in movies or anything like that. But it's a big part of lore, and it's you know everybody knows that's where uh-huh. Han came from, but like we've never seen that kind of thing. That's so much better than going back to Tatooine, you know? I don't know. Like, I don't I don't want to yeah. keep seeing the exact same things in exact same places over and over again. I want to explore the really big galaxy that there is to explore, you know? With new characters instead yeah. of over and over again seeing um, the old characters. So, yeah, that's kind of... That's part of why I don't really like Snoke theories. Because why does it have to be somebody we already know? Why can't it be a new character? Like, they've also already said it's a new character, you know? Andy Serkis uh-huh. is like, yeah. So, Snoke is a new character. He's not an old character. That that kind of settles it for me. That's interesting to me. We get to see a new person, 
not we're seeing Mace Windu again. But, you know, like, that's the thing is, like, Star Wars is also kind of up to anybody. So, like, at least, at least as far as what you enjoy. So if you enjoy theories and, uh, you know, your theories that Mace Windu is Snoke, then don't, like, just stop liking Star Wars because, you know, I don't know. I just, I think it's, you know, enjoy what you like, but I personally find that to be dumb. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. next that we, we see like a weird little alien get in a turret, I think, like some sort of gunner position. So there's that. That's a thing. We don't really know anything about that. And then we see a shot of Han, or at least the silhouette of Han. Um, yeah, he's looking at like a table or something, I guess. Um, the time code is like 37 if you're interested. Um, but it, I think that's quite possibly the Sabak game. Then we see a shot of Chewie, which I really do think is great. Cause it, it is just, it's cool to see uh-huh. Chewie with, uh, two bandoliers instead of one. Cause it, yeah, like it's been a while. Then we see Lando and the droid that we are seeing throughout the entire thing. I don't think we uh-huh. have a name for it. So really, really oh gosh, um, they're piloting the Falcon together. So that's kind of interesting. I don't know when in the movie that will be, but uh, seeing Lando pilot the Falcon again is pretty exciting uh-huh. for me. I don't know. I really enjoyed um, that sequence in Return of the Jedi is one of the best things in Star Wars. So I don't know. it's cool to see that again, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, we see the the golden lady thing again. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's up that, with that. that fancy place and then we also see Amelia Clark's character Kira in like a dress thing and we already saw this in the TV spot right uh, we saw some of it this is a bit more okay I don't think we saw Amelia Clark in that scene so basically it's just confirmation she's in that scene it doesn't really mean that much I guess but the, the next shot is what's actually really exciting because we get to see um like a spaghetti western style um like standoff i guess with han and whatever that like weird bounty hunter pirate bony thing is uh-huh. so that's kind of cool i don't know i i like that shot because it it is it it kind of shows that this movie's a lot less trying to imitate the original trilogy in terms of feel and look and okay. it's more trying to be its own thing yeah which there's there there's needs to be a fine balance because we don't want to see just like we don't want to see him do a Harrison Ford impersonation, we don't want to see them do like a ripoff of Star Wars. We want to see it be its own thing because it's a Star Wars anthology film. It's not a saga film. Uh-huh. So shots like this are like cool, but like maybe it won't work very well for the movie. So uh-huh. I don't know. Just seeing its own style can either be a very good thing or a very bad thing. So I'm interested to see where they go with that. Cool. But yeah, the standoff is with uh, the weird guy that we see on the train with Woody Harrelson and um, like a bunch of other people like surrounding him. So my guess is that he's not really a bounty hunter, but he's more of like a pirate. Uh Uh-huh. That'd be interesting if they did like the whole plot around them trying to like get the the Falcon. I think it would be really dumb. Uh, but it would be interesting if they went that route. Huh. Um, we see a few more, like, kind of indecipherable shots with explosions and mm. ships piloting around a mountain. Uh-huh. And then uh, more ships piloting around a mountain. 
Uh, and then Amelia Clark says, I may be the only person to know what you are. And Han smiles and, and says, what's that? And it's just, it's perfect Han Solo. It's not Harrison Ford again, but it's good. It, like, it, it seems to fit the character of Han Solo. Like, he has the kind of lopsided grin. He seems like he's, you know, maybe, like, but, smirking a little bit. I think it works. What do you think so. that's supposed to mean, though? Why would she say that? I think it's probably, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only person who knows that, like, maybe you are a good person. <laughs> that that seems to be, like, the, the wow. vibe I get from her. She's, she might be, like... I'm getting my theories with Kira is that like she kind of has this character arc where she starts off being like just a thrill seeker. And so she's sticking around with Han and she probably grows more altruistic throughout the film and kind of tries to pull him in that direction. Uh-huh. My guess is then at that, the end of the movie, she probably dies. And so he, he loses all altruism he ever had and becomes a cynic. That's just kind of the direction they seem to be going. I don't think Kira is too much more than like a thrill seeking love interest who likes a bad boy uh, yeah but they they could go other directions with that um other than that but that these trailers seem to kind of indicate that kind of character direction to me uh-huh um i don't know it'd be interesting to see if they actually do that then we go back to that scene on kessel which i'm just assuming it's kessel um with the clouds and the star destroyer and the new ties and they're shooting at the falcon and uh we see like everybody in the cockpit. It's just so weird and cool to see like not the original cast in the cockpit. Like we're seeing like none of the same cast in the cockpit, but they're a lot of the same characters. Like we've seen Lando and the Falcon before. We've seen Han and the Falcon. We've seen Chewie. Uh-huh. But they're not the ones that we've seen. I don't know. Which is yeah, that's weird. It's just it's weird, but it's kind of awesome. And and seeing uh Han pilot a bit more is really cool. Just like, just the casual, like he just spun around and hit a TIE fighter <laughs> and just knocked it out of the uh, air. Yeah, that's pretty great. It's just, it just shows how like reckless and cocky he is, uh-huh. but at the same time, like still a really good pilot, just different than how we see him because his piloting is a bit more careful. Like throughout the film, uh, throughout the films, we just see him get like kind of more and more protective over the falcon i think uh-huh so it's just interesting that we're we're starting with seeing him like smash into stuff with it intentionally <laughs> yeah and it looks all like nice and stuff like that and but if he keeps doing this kind of stuff with it like it makes sense why it looks garbage later it's just maybe a little too garbage later i don't know we'll see uh-huh. what they do with that i doubt they'll really do anything with it but then um then we see han say I thought we were in trouble there for a second, but it's fine. We're fine. And and it's very, I don't know. It's, I think it's supposed to be the uh, TK421, why aren't you at your post line from uh, A New Hope. And he's like, uh, but we're, we're fine. We're fine here. How are you? <laughs> um, I think that's, that's kind of what they're going for. And it, it's actually delivered well. I, uh-huh. I don't know. I, a lot of people really kind of have been hating on him. And I just, I don't get it. I love him. I think it works. And I then, don't want to see the same character over and over again. I want to see a new, not a new direction, but like I want to see the fact that there like is growth to this character because it's satisfying to see, oh, look it, Han has a character arc here, even though we just saw in The Force Awakens, by the end of his life, he had no character arc, you know? Uh-huh. Like, 
he just reverted back to how he was and then died. I think unlike a lot of people, like you're okay with different. I mean, that's what I I see from your opinions, right? Like you're okay with Han being different than you know Harrison's for Harrison Ford's Han. Um, well, I guess I just I don't want to see anything like disrespected. So yeah. like, if you have to make a solo movie, don't try to remake something. I guess. Uh huh. Like I don't I don't want to see somebody stepping on anybody else's toes. Yeah. You know. So like I wouldn't want to see. I I seriously wouldn't want to see like an old Obi Wan movie with you and McGregor, and I wouldn't want to see Alden Ehrenreich play like. The Force Awakens era, Han Solo or something, you know? Yeah. But but like an earlier at version of him, like before we see the character that way, the character has to be different, you know? Because none of us remain the same, like as human beings, as people. None of us remain the same forever. And so to limit a character that way is what I don't like. So I'm, I'm happy that they're at least being realistic. They're not going for the easy way out of like, okay, let's just try to recreate... Harrison Ford's Han Solo so then it's like nostalgia and people will like it like they're like no let's be realistic with this and how we're making a character go and that, again like we're not seeing that much of it so it could still be garbage uh-huh. you know like the movie could still be garbage Alden Ehrenreich could absolutely destroy the character of Han Solo <laughs> even even Donald Glover might be awful I mean we didn't get a single line of dialogue from him so like that's kind of almost concerning so what if he can't really pull off a Lando uh voice not that that again like maybe they won't do a lando voice you know uh-huh. like they don't you can't recreate billy d williams either i don't know That's i don't true. know where I they're mean, gonna go they're with so it. much younger you know like right who cares if their voice is people's different? voice change yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a thing like if you listen to somebody at 16 versus them at like 32 or something like that 32. like there's definitely a difference <laughs> yeah 32 yeah i'm just gonna say I mean, I mean, that's see. double so of 16. Han, so, how yeah. old would Han be in A New Hope? I'm interested in to hear this. Yeah, like um, the the timeline, basically. Like, Yeah, you, we were supposed to get like a young Han Solo originally in Revenge of the Sith, which is why there was a Millennium Falcon cameo in there for a second. Huh. But, um, but I don't know if that's – that's not really that – it's not really canon anymore just because um, – uh, just because – now we have this new design for the Falcon, which we've barely even mentioned, though. Like, there's a lot more plating on the Falcon. It's, like, got this blue color. It looks, like, really cool. Like, the middle piece is not, like, it's kind of filled in. It looks like a really nice, like, yacht, almost. Like, it's uh, fancy. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, like, we, we saw the Falcon in Revenge of the Sith, but it looked like the Falcon does now. Just with like a little bit of blue paint on it. Uh, that was kind of stripping off. And that's as much as we saw. So I don't think it's canon anymore. Anyways, but um, but yeah. So that's, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't want to see them do anything too samey, I guess. I'd, I'd feel more offended by doing, by them doing something that is like trying to like recreate the original. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says uh, 29 BBY. Uh, before the Battle of Yavin, in Legends is when he was born. So that puts him at 29 years old in A New Hope. So, Okay. And so then he'd probably be like 20-ish in this one? 
yeah, he could even he could be slightly younger even, but probably. Okay, cool. I'm excited. I'm like this trailer has made me more excited, which is good, because you know. Yeah. Right. I I don't know. I wasn't too happy beforehand, but we've talked about how how everything's gonna work. You know, like with the Last Jedi and this movie coming out so close together, like. Right, and yeah, I we've think they were really smart about when to release the trailer, even though it it is kind of late, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any other way to drive hype up than like do okay, we'll drop two trailers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, people. Do you want do you want to see it? I'm just glad that they did something during the Super Bowl, just because I think they're trying to not lose money on this. Yeah, but they also, for some reason, and I still don't get this. They don't want to push it back to December because I guess they're they just want there to be at least five hundred days between this one and the next Star Wars movie. Maybe they're That's just kind just of trying weird. to get us get them spread out so we get kind of used to not having them for a while because there's nothing announced after nine. Yeah, but in the process, they're having us get get used to them even close together. So yeah, it's awkward. I just I don't think it'll do that well in terms of the box office. I think it'll do worse than Rogue One did. Yeah, I think um, so too. And Rogue One didn't do bad. Like, it does. They both did. I think they're both. They'll both do fine for like, not being saga films. But uh-huh. it, there's just a lower bar in terms of box office money for these movies. So. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, it doesn't look bad. Um, I'm kind of glad that they stuck with the script. We haven't. I guess since this is the first episode of the podcast, we haven't really talked about that much. But. The whole reason I guess they fired uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller is because they weren't really uh, sticking to the script, and also Alden wasn't very good at improvising. So, uh, so that's not a good combination um, then. Right? Yeah, it's, it seemed like a bad. Yeah, but anyways, they uh, they didn't want to recast Alden Ehrenreich, so yeah, they just fired Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and got Ron Howard, who is actually very he's a very solid director. Like he's the kind of director that'll just like stick to a script and then just do that really well. I don't think he's the kind that's like a, a visionary does everything director or like a, you know, very unique style, but like he just does stuff and then he does it well. Uh Uh-huh. And that's kind of it. And at this point, I think that's what the movie needed. So I'm happy to see it going in a positive direction. So, yeah, that's, yeah, it's exciting. I'm pumped. At its very best, I think it'll be better than Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, and at its very worst, I think it'll be still just barely better than Revenge of the Sith, maybe. Like, I don't think there's... That's not too wide of a yeah. margin. Like, it could be either just barely bad or pretty good. And I just... I don't, I don't think there's like a... I don't think there's a chance that it can be great, exactly but uh-huh. that's okay like as long as it's not horrible i'm fine and after looking at the trailer i don't think it'll be horrible so yeah and better than rogue one for you is also better than the force awakens correct um as far as right now yeah i think there i don't know there are problems with the force awakens for me just because it was a retread and just because i don't know like you i understand not giving han like a, a character arc but, like, when he just goes from, you know, where he was at Return of the Jedi and then just kind of goes backwards, that doesn't really... Yeah, it almost like takes any... away his character arc. 
Yeah, whereas I guess I think with Luke, they just added another character arc in The Last Jedi. It feels like uh-huh. he did. He like he went on with what he was going to do, and then something happened, and that changed his perspective, and we see that happen. Yeah. Um, whereas with, with Han, it was like, yeah, he, I guess he just decided he was done being good that he, <laughs> like he was in those, those three movies, and he just decided, eh. Uh-huh. But maybe it was like, you know, just the fact that, like Ben turned to the dark side. Maybe that just that whole thing just probably could have just changed his outlook, just like it changed Luke's. Um, yeah, but I don't know. It was just kind of sad to see him. He's just he's still just trying to barely make ends meet, and I don't know. Uh-huh. And he didn't need to, but that's okay. Like that's not the worst part of that movie for me. I just think it's that too little was actually answered, and like there are just too many questions asked. I guess. Yeah, and that that's fine if you have answers already and i just don't think the force awakens had any answers that were thought out before the questions were asked so jj abrams just really didn't have a direction for what would happen after that movie and because of that everything else in the saga is just going to feel a little bit unsatisfying and unconnected because it wasn't kind of planned out in advance but ryan johnson tried to take it in a direction he tried to connect what we had in the force awakens and set up something for the next movie and i appreciate that effort i just think it's hard to do after um all the different like random questions that were asked in the force awakens you can't really give a satisfying answer Uh for all of those without it just seeming like you're just trying to add an exposition for no reason so it's a very lengthy way of saying the force awakens is ranked lower than Rogue One. In my <laughs> That's book. just what I was about to say. Yeah. Right. Okay. And it's, I don't think it's a bad movie. In fact, I think it's a great movie. I like it a lot. And I don't think that Rogue One is like a phenomenal masterpiece or something. I think there are definite problems with that that I could also delve into. But overall, as far as just how much I enjoyed it, how much I enjoy watching that over and over again, I would have to give the edge to Rogue One. So uh-huh. it's just like it's kind of barely above The Force Awakens. Yeah. And both of those are kind of still miles above like the prequels for me, but they're just not they're not as good as the original trilogy. So Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So yeah, I think at best, you know, Solo will be my number five Star Wars movie. And at worst it'll be my number seven, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Is that the rankings? Yeah, I think so. I think there is are there that many? Yeah. I'm getting. Oh, I'm starting to lose track here because we have. Okay, so there's eight, uh, and then seven. Nine. Numbers. Yeah, there would be ten movies, right? With Solo, including Solo, yeah. I think yeah, so. and if you don't include oh. the Clone Wars movie, as much fun as including that movie would be. Yeah, I think that would be like just above uh, Attack of the Clones. So. Wow. Um. Anyways, so yeah, I I don't think it'll be garbage. It doesn't look like it's garbage. I think people, if you're really upset about this trailer, just calm down, take a deep breath, in and out, okay? It'll be fine. And if it isn't fine, then there's another Star Wars movie that's coming up. And if that isn't fine, then there'll be another Star Wars movie, and you might like that one. And if there isn't, like, it'll go on forever. So just, if this isn't the perfect movie, that's okay. Star Wars has survived really bad movies before, so... I don't think there's anything to worry about. Um, there we go. That's what I think. What do you think? Do you have any theories? 
my favorite theory was the one that we kind of just came up with on the spot about um the what's her name the girl <laughs> about her coming Akira. from like yeah formal like raised in a formal environment and this is her way of rebelling i guess by doing this heist with solo and um the other dude <laughs> so that's probably my favorite theory um it'd be hilarious if the whole movie was about getting um the millennium falcon that would be really dumb and i think that would just be them trying to like it would be the opposite i think of what i'd want at least because i remember you've been saying on the podcast the uh, the gosh daniel podcast one time um uh talking about how like you didn't want them with this movie to just make it an excuse to just talk about things that we know and like explore like different things that are kind of like oh i totally wanted to see that on screen but you know not really um like they would sound like we'd want to see them on screen um so i hope they wouldn't do anything like that and i hope it's just like a good star wars movie that's the genre of a heist film like that sounds amazing to me so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'd like to see it surrounded more upon a singular plot rather than jumping around through time seeing the most important uh things we know about Han's past. Uh-huh. Like, I'm fine if we meet Chewie. I guess I'm fine if you win the Falcon. And even if you make the Kessel Run, I guess. But, like, if I'm honest about, like, what I'd prefer, I'd prefer to see, like, at most one of those things. Maybe two. Like, so if we see him meet Chewie, which I think has been confirmed, I'm, I don't want to see the Kessel Run as well. Like, I'd rather see it, like, tied into a singular plot. Like, you could do with... Uh, winning the falcon and doing the castle run like just make a singular plot instead of like a weird anthology of jumping around through han solo's life i guess i, I just think that would be lame and dumb yeah but i think a lot of people would okay well that that's good <laughs> if anybody agrees with me then uh let me know i and mean maybe it's one of those then just things... send me a bunch of hate it's, it's gosh daniel it's one of those things that the the like not the bandwagoners but like the light fans i think would be like yeah it'd be so cool if we could see like all of han's past i guess or something like that so but i feel like like the people who are who really genuinely care about the story understand that that's like not something that seems interest not interesting but like if you had a movie about a character you wouldn't want it to be about that you'd want to explore something new right um that'd be a lot mm-hmm. cooler than doing you know the that other route so yeah yeah i guess there's kind of a middle road between being like an overly cynical hates everything that isn't specifically a new hope or empire strikes back um there's like there's like a, a middle road between being that and also being like still thinking for yourself i guess and not just liking anything Disney gives us. I don't know. I feel like I, I've I'm I've been trying to figure out like what is just being nitpicky and what is like a real legitimate concern. Yeah, that's as far true. as the Star Wars movies goes, and a lot of what I dislike, I'll admit, is kind of a nitpick. But some of it, I think, is actually like a legitimate problem that they could, you know, they could do something with in the future. But I don't think I'll ever kind of like lose hope enough where I just stop watching the movies. You know, it's like 
I don't think anything should really be so important to the universe to you that like it just you let it ruin Star Wars. I mean, uh, the rules of hyperspace and the rules of the Force have somewhat changed since uh, since the EU and uh, have been made like non-canon and stuff. But uh-huh. that that shouldn't like be the most important factor. Like if they remade the original trilogy and said that the actual original trilogy is no longer canon and something like that like maybe maybe that's the point in which you're like okay maybe they've just gone too far and i'm done with star wars at least as far as what disney wants to give us but like i don't know i would implore if you're listening to this and you're actually listening to me all the <laughs> well one thank you but two i i i beg of you please try to find that middle road between nitpicking and thinking for yourself so um yay <laughs> That's something. There's a, there's a thing. Um, <laughs> well, what did you think of the solo trailer, or I guess teaser and TV spot, because those names are things that are better. important. I don't, I don't know why that matters, but um, what did you think of them? Do you actually think uh, Alden Ehrenreich is going to be good or bad? I think there's been a lot of controversy over that, and I'd like to hear your opinion. If you have a strong opinion either way. Yes. Um, it'd be good to hear. So, so uh, yeah, oh, you can oh, you can tweet okay. me uh, at RevanCard on Twitter, and if you are, uh, if you ever read any of the Legends books, it's it's spelled as you would think, um, R E V A N K A R R D E. That is my uh, my personal Twitter account. Um, also, we've got a movie podcast. If you care about that sort of thing, we just talked about the Cloverfield paradox and. Actually, I think we may or may not have mentioned Paddington 2. I'm finding it <laughs> oh, hard to remember. Just, you just don't know, that you know about that. Uh, no. um, but yeah, we talked about the, the latest Cloverfield movie. And if you at all care about movies of that sort, we're trying to keep the Star Wars stuff for the most part over here. But um, yeah, head on over to the Gosh Daniel podcast if you care about that sort of thing. Um, also, speaking of, Gosh Daniel Pod. speaking of sharing your opinions on Twitter... Um, remember before you have an opinion, uh, to listen to my opinion, because my opinion is that, okay, uh, there are two different actors playing the same character. Get over it if you don't like it, because it's not really that big of a deal. All right. I mean, who really cares? It's a completely different story anyways now. So just get over yourself. Yeah. It's happened before in the universe. It's not new. Yeah. I mean, I'd be upset if they you know cast somebody else as han in the force awakens right but like casting a young version is not all that unheard of for the Mm -hmm. universe yes yep all right but if we ever see a han force ghost i don't want it to be alden ehrenreich let me just say that much (laughs) i don't know why we'd see a han force ghost but whatever we would never see a force ghost for han solo but just i don't know it still bugs me that we see hayden christensen in yeah that doesn't make sense it uh it irritates me but anyways all right so um yeah thanks for listening and uh yeah that that's kind of it so the end what a great way to end it yeah that's kind of it <laughs> yeah that's kind of it so yeah the solo trailer you know it's not that you know it's just it's kind of cool so, all right you know, bye-bye bye See ya. now <laughs>